you know, second largest expense item, usually, if not the first, that a company has is compensation. Tons and tons of money, dollars, that if you're not using them to maximize performance, you're just wasting them. And I just think that's going to change dramatically over the next few years. This is Kotecki on Tech. I am James Kotecki here with Chris Cabrera, the CEO and founder of Exactly. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, James. Okay, so Chris, Exactly is, as I understand it, an AI for incentivizing people from a compensation standpoint. And I'm guessing the name Exactly refers to the fact that you're paying people exactly what they should be paid. Is that right? That's right. Exactly what they are, are due, but also, you know, on time, exactly on time and exactly the right amount. And, and you, you've got it, though. Incentive-based compensation for salespeople, uh, that, that's not necessarily a new concept that's been around for a long time and motivates people in sales. So what's new about what exactly brings to the table? Yeah, I think basically you're right. Uh, compensation goes back to you know the beginning of of time. You know, in terms of people in the working world, um, you know, I think what's new is for many, many, many years, it's been done extremely manually. It's it's very difficult to be be nimble and change and and be able to dangle that carrot to the person you're paying in a in sort of a real time way and. Obviously, with the advent of the internet and all the computer stuff, I mean, uh, to be doing these kinds of processes in, in spreadsheets today is not good. And so what our company does is allows them to automate all that, pay the right person the right amount on time every time, exactly right. But the benefit of this, and we've been doing this now uh, going on 15 years, is you you establish this you know pretty ridiculous amount of data uh, to 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 use for the AI and as as you probably know I mean the the, the magic of the AI is not necessarily in the models but it's in the data sets to put those models against and so uh, so it really started as just automation of compensation getting rid of spreadsheets and it's really expanding into a much broader area as that that data gets more and more robust so talk to me a little bit more about why you need artificial intelligence to determine compensation plans because somebody looking at this from the outside might think gosh if i need artificial intelligence to figure this stuff out and if there's all kinds of data and complexity built in then i need an ai then a compensation plan is very complex and might not necessarily be clear or motivating to people because ai is obviously great with a lot of complex data but ultimately the point of a compensation plan is to motivate human beings who require some level of simplicity that's exactly right. And I think in, uh, in many ways, when we go into companies, we're actually telling them to be less complex. Oftentimes, people over-engineer the compensation plans, making them, A, too difficult to even manage, and B, uh, too complicated for the reps to even understand. And so the reps really, it's not really driving behavior. The reps are kind of doing whatever they're going to do. And if they get paid you know, the right amount, then, then they're sort of happy. And if they're not, they may leave you. Where the AI comes in is, well, first, there's obviously the difference between just data and analytics and AI. So first of all, the data analytics play is crucial to be able to help companies understand the best practices. So because we have 1,600 customers all over the globe paying hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people, we can look at the data and begin to say the plans, the types of plans in your industry that drive the best behaviors look like this. So we can be instructive to be able to go in and say, you know, 
you have 10, uh, 10 things on your comp plan. We think it's three. And the data shows that if you had three, and if it was specifically these three for your industry, those will drive the most behavior. That's really where the power of the data comes in. The AI piece on top of that is what allows us to do some pretty neat things like, because remember, to pay compensation, we're bringing data from a multitude of different sources. It's an incredibly rich data set. And so we can begin to help people understand, for example, which of their reps is at risk of quitting. Uh, it has nothing to do necessarily with compensation, but it's because we understand when they were hired, what their ramp is, and you know what they've sold and what's in their pipeline. We know all that information. And when we compare it to this huge data set and we let the artificial intelligence do its thing, it can kind of spit out and say, hey, Susie's at risk. And by the way, she's one of your top performers. You might want to go put your arms around that person. That's where that, the value comes in on the AI side. And from a monetary perspective, do you have some examples or kind of even overall metrics about how much a company can actually improve? And I guess the overall question is a company that is not properly aligning compensation structures versus a company that is optimally aligned. What kind of delta do we have between, you know, sales volume or whatever other way you would measure it? Well, it's, it, it gets pretty ridiculous. It's almost laughable. And, and we have to be careful sometimes because when we do the internal ROIs, for our customers, they're so ridiculous that a lot of times I'll say, guys, you can't show that to the customer. Tone it down, tone it way down. Tell them it's only, tell them it's going to take a year to hit the ROI. Because if you walk in there and tell them it's going to take three months, they're not going to believe you, even though we know it is. And the reason is just the error rates alone. And Gartner's studied this this space for many many years, and they've consistently found a, a eight to ten percent error rate in these manual systems. Just eliminating eliminating the error rates alone has an ROI that pays for itself. But I always tell people that's just table stakes. Give me a break. If you're, if you're, if you're looking at us to solve that problem, you're, you're missing the big picture. The big picture is if you have a hundred or 500 or 5,000 or 10,000 reps, and you can change their behavior even a tiny bit, not talking about dramatic change. Let's just say you got every one of your 500 reps to wake up and do one more sales call this week. What is that worth to you? 500 more sales calls in a week, the CEO will react to that. He or she will know what that's worth to them. And that's the kind of change that you can do day one when you implement a different kind of component. What's the technical horizon for you or technical frontier that you're looking forward to being able to achieve in the next five years that's going to kind of blow people away? It's all about the AI. I think the AI, you know, today when you talk about AI, a lot of people's eyes roll back in their head because they see it on TV. They see everybody's talking about it, but they don't really know how it affects them. But when you walk in and you show them that report to a, to a senior leader in sales or finance, and you show them for their company, the, the actual people who are at risk of leaving and are high performers, they kind of sit up in their chair and take notice. And when they go talk to those people and find out that the, that the system is accurately predicting that, it makes the hair on the back of their neck stand up. That, that's just the beginning. And I think we're going to see more and more of that as AI, because the data gets more pervasive and the AI models against that data, you know, we're just touching the tip, tip of the iceberg right now on this. And I think that that's really where the future is going uh, to help companies pay differently, pay smarter, use those. I mean, this is the, you know, second largest expense item usually, if not the first, that a company has, you know, is compensation. I mean, it's tons and tons of money, dollars that 
if you're not using them to maximize performance, you're just wasting them. And uh, I just think that's going to change dramatically over the next few years. Based on the insights that the AI is able to deliver, is it able to not just identify the kinds of people who may be at risk or maybe high performers, but also suggest maybe even non-monetary ways to address that? Of course, because again, the data is looking at what people are doing out there. And we have many, many companies that are doing non-monetary kinds of things. And so the more that they do those things and the AI can, can correlate or somehow look at the connections between successful companies and who's doing that, then it's going to ultimately conclude, you know, do more of the things that are making companies successful and do less of the things that make companies unsuccessful. And so long as, you know, paying in those different ways is what's making companies more successful, then the AI is naturally going to mm-hmm. gravitate toward that. We can't, I can't predict whether that's going to happen or not. I have my suspicions, but it's, that's the power of AI, right? It's not an algorithm. It's not a, it's not looking at if then sort of statements. I, I can't even tell you how it's figuring out that Susie's at risk of leaving or Johnny's at risk of leaving. It, all I know is we feed 55 different data elements into this thing and the model does its thing and spits out these are the people at risk. I mean, it's fascinating to me. It seems like a lot of times the technology is bringing you to the point where it's taking away kind of uh, the need to do technical tasks or in your case, kind of be in a spreadsheet or, or crunch a bunch of numbers or run some formula. And what it leaves you with, even if it is a little bit mysterious, is the plain human side of things, which is these are the human beings you need to go address with your leadership and give some kind of uh, human touch to. I agree a hundred percent. It's the latter. I mean, it's the human side of it. It's all, you know, this isn't about machines taking over the world. It isn't about, you know, dumbing down sales to some, you know, number thing. It's about the whole reason that you, these companies use compensation and then, and that compensation is one of the largest expenses that the expenses that they have. The whole reason is that they believe in the behavioral science that it changes, that, that it drives behavior. If they didn't believe that they would just pay base salaries and I would be out of business. So we know they believe in the human aspect of it. All we're doing is helping them rather than, you know, create these plans in a vacuum you know, in the year 2019, you know, and, and, and act as if there wasn't all these years of doing this, why not look at the history? Why not look at the past? Why not look at what's worked and what hasn't across this giant, giant landscape and have that be instructive as to how you design plans going forward? If you, if I told you the way most comp plans were designed, you wouldn't believe it. I mean, they're designed by the loudest, highest paid person in the room which is usually the head of sales. Well, I was a head of sales for many years and they're very smart and we love them, but they're not comp experts by any stretch. You know, they know how they were compensated as they came up the ranks. That could have been all the wrong you know, ways. And so we're trying to empower the finance teams and the sales ops teams to be able to combat the VP of sales and say, hey, don't kill the messenger, but the data says what you're saying is wrong. We shouldn't pay the way you're suggesting. And so it's a, it's, a, it's a way to really change the, the power game, I think, within companies to get this right. You seem very passionate about this. I'm very passionate. I mean, I've spent 20 years in this uh, business and, and, and it's, it, it's not for any other reason than I love it. I love what we're doing. I love being able to go into companies and, and have the light bulb go on, right? We go into so many companies and they sort of have maybe a little bit of the, of the thinking that you had at the beginning of the call, which is, hey, why do I really need this stuff? You know, we've been doing this this way for years. Like, what's broken? Why do I need AI? Give me a break, right? I mean, 
and I don't mean that bad, you know, badly, but that's, that's very common of, you know, kind of the attitude when we first walk in the door. But as we talk to people and they start realizing, wow, this is, I, you mean I could pay this way and that way and you could help me identify different ways to pay based on actual performance data. And, and when I do that, it's going to, it's going to drop all this money to the bottom line. Wow. I could, this could change my career path at the company. And that's when, you know, the light bulb goes on and then all of a sudden they become, sort of, you know, infused with the same energy that I have toward it. That's pretty exciting. Chris Cabrera is the CEO and founder of Exactly. Thank you for joining me on Kotecki on Tech. Thanks very much, James. That was great.